The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. It is I, Hello. Jasmine, and uh, I, my lovely, lovely co-host what? here, Zach. How do you say it backwards? How do you say it backwards? Zach? I want to see if, yeah, let me see if I can find it. Zach backwards. Oh, yeah, there's a text reverser. This is just going to be a ran- little random bit that I just found. Uh, let's see what it says. Zach. I want to hear what it says first. Has... It doesn't. It's not giving it to me. Reverse wording. No, nothing. You're not gonna say anything to You're me. Not gonna say Fine, anything. whatever. Thanks All a right. lot. You know, you know <sighs> who would have helped you. Do you know who would have helped you? Clippy, bro. You? Clippy, bro. He probably would have helped. He's probably oh. on Windows 11, but he's got like a new bussin' looking. No, dude. Look. He he he's probably there within like you know Cortana's fucking. No, no, no. He's buried deep within Cortana. Intersex dungeon. <laughs> Digitally? Like, I'm very confused. Look, like, how. There is some weird stuff on the internet. How do you define gender do if you are of the, of the digital species? It doesn't matter. They can be treated both ways. They're like gender fluid. But how do you even put gender on something that isn't living? Then they're, then they're, they're non binary. So you guys came here to listen to us talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. You guys clicked Look. on this, and that's what you were expecting. But guess what? You don't always get what you're expecting, and that's the, a great definition. That's a great starting point for this fucking movie because, like, uh, I did this, not this know what I was getting into. Whenever I went to go see this, I was just like, oh, A24 must be good. You know, like, I when I say good, like, not every A24 movie is fucking excellent. You know what I mean? But this is definitely one of them. This Yo, is an excellent movie. This movie is fantastic in every way. Uh, I can firmly say this is my favorite movie of all time now. I am not gonna uh, not gonna like deny that because like when I I think I've said this many times if you've heard this podcast, if this is your first time listening to this uh, podcast by the way this is not spitting spoilers this is not trash talk this is spitting strange cinema we haven't done one of these in a bit. I've wanted to do this one for quite a while, but I wanted to watch the movie twice to be able to fully encapsulate. There's a lot. There's There's a a lot. lot There's an emotional breakdown. There's a physical breakdown. Like there, there's a couple of different things that we're going to do whenever we're talking about this movie. So I I hope you guys are strapped in. All right. When I watched this film, because I knew about this film for quite a while, and I talked about it on the weekly podcast a long time ago when the trailer dropped, and you said it was batshit crazy, and I said it was, and it looks awesome. Right, um, right. That's what I said, too. But, I was but, just like, like, no, this is like I got nuts. Out of the, 
when I got out of the theater, I told you how I felt. And I was like, I felt every emotion that was possible. I, I saw that it was literally almost every genre that could be possibly put into a film. It was, it was a beauty in the cinematography wise. It was fantastic. Core choreography between fight scenes were sublime. Uh, this the, is an extreme was, underrated movie guys. Like if you have not seen this movie, you are sleeping on fucking movies and please pay attention to it. Do not let it dissuade you that there are a few subtitles. The majority of the movie is in English. All right. The majority yeah. of the movie is in English. I'd say it's about, a blended. Film. It's a blended it's film. A, it's a Chinese American film. That's like the best way which that is, I can which is it. really good. And, and another thing that it is, is what from what uh, Google tells us, it's an absurdist comedy drama is what it calls it. It's much more than that to me. But like, if you really want to get it down to the nitty gritty, yeah, you can call it an absurdity, absurdist comedy because it's very absurd, very out there, very weird. I think we've talked about how I love, I showed you Auntie Donna. Uh, and Auntie <laughs> Donna is an absurdist comedy group and they are fantastic. Yeah, like so I love I'm absurdist really into- comedy. I love, I love the Eric Andres yeah. of the world. Do you know what I mean? Like I want to see weird uh-huh. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's like I'm so bored with a, with your typical, oh, so I was at my dinner with my parents the other night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like, and it just starts out with them boring ass stories. Like, no, I want to, I want to he- hear a fucking story about how, like we're going from like breakfast and now we're talking about Mars. All right. There's an alien in the house. Like he's touching the cat. You don't like how he's touching the cat. You know what? Like we're, we're, we're going to kick him out. He's out on the curb. So now we're hiring a new housemate. (laughs) This is, this is, this is how it feels like this film was written for people who have ADHD. It, it just jumps. It jumps in. It fits. It fits. I have ADHD for sure. Jasmine, I feel like. Yes, also, also I do. That. You can't really tell from us rambling most of the time during our. Oh, yeah. Weekly. If you can't tell by the info dump hour that we always have every fucking episode, typically, like if we're if we're having a good Tuesday, like we'll just talk bullshit for like the first mm-hmm. like 20 to 30 minutes of the podcast. But literally, we we talked shit for like. 55 minutes like not like last week and we had a three-hour podcast which don't get me wrong i do not dislike that but after that i am so fucking socially just it's a a drain it's a draining it is a draining aspect like yeah i don't know man like but i it's a lot of fun when i left this film i it was it was so much that i felt from it and this is a film that if you really want to experience you got to open your mind to a lot of stuff and I don't think you, it does, that should dissuade you from seeing this because this is amazing. It's two hours and 19 minutes long. Uh, it's rated R, by the way, so it gives you like a full glimpse into everything. It got good, great ratings, 8.2 out of 10, 95% critic, 89% audience, uh, 81% Metacritic, which, by the way, if you don't know from our depiction of Metacritic, that's actually pretty good. Uh, because yeah. Because they, yeah. they don't rate movies that high. <laughs> They don't uh, like it, it. It's it's few and far between that Metacritic even hovers over sixty. Really, yeah, like so, I, I'll, uh, I'll see it, an average movie set with like a fifty-seven percent Metacritic, even though it has like a ninety-nine percent audience recommendation. You know what I mean? Just all kinds of fucking bullshit like that. But the critics uh-huh. really enjoyed this movie, and I agree with Zach completely. Uh, I saw it the day after he did, if I'm not mistaken. I saw it Le- opening night. I saw it opening night because I was so excited. Because one, this is a fantastic. This film is is absurd in every way, and it it hits. I love weird things, and this hits the weird spot for me in every single 
point. It, it gives me everything that I want in a film. Uh, and then also, second thing, it's made by the Daniels, uh, who made another one of my favorite f films, Swiss Army Man, with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dana, which is a film about a dude. Which is being, another good absurdist it, comedy. It is a very good absurdist film. Yeah. Uh, and that one's just about a dude stranded on an island who gets help from a dead corpse that can talk to him. Is a dude oh, talking to another dude. It's like it's like Tom Hanks with Wilson. You know what I mean? Yeah, Except Wilson is a reanimated corpse. Reanimated corpse that's also like a Swiss army knife and, and that can do almost anything yeah. and farts a lot. Oh, and by the way, they're also the uh, music directors of uh, Little John and DJ Snake's uh, uh, music uh, song, sorry, I couldn't think of the word, and music video, Turn Down for What, which <laughs> if you haven't watched that, that's a, a crazy music video. Yeah. So the Daniels yeah. are pretty fucking, like, they have really good ideas, and this is like their, like one of their magnum opuses. By the way, they're not related. Their names just are both Daniel, uh, which is really cool. Both Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner, that's his name. I had to think of it for a second, but yeah, really cool. Uh very good job on this film. I, I don't think you'll find another film like this, at least for a while. There's definitely going to be people trying to imitate stuff from this film because this is like the dildo like, scene where everything oh all of a God. sudden be oh, when everybody all of a sudden just wanted to shove everything up their ass. And it was like the greatest scene in cinema history ever. Like, it's, and, it's, it's fantastic. But, this uh, is, this <clears throat> just talking about the actors, like to begin with every single oh, one yeah. of like these fucking actors and actresses are all very famous people. First, we start out with the beautiful and talented Michelle Yeoh, like who, yeah, who played Yeoh. Evelyn Wong and, um, literally just, I can't speak high enough of her. You know what I mean? They're, they're, like, it, it's like, I don't have the words. It's just there. It's, it's, it, it feels, I real. really felt it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and you don't say that about a lot of films. A lot of the stuff feels very choreographed, you know, back and forth. No, not this. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. But like, you, Michelle Yeoh you and Stephanie Sue, like mm -hmm. they, their chemistry was their on chemistry, point. like as well, no, and, not just Stephanie Sue, but uh, he, well, yeah, Kwan, yeah, uh, Kwan like, as well, yes, Kehua Kwan and Kehua uh, Kwan, sorry, yeah, but no, you're he fine. hasn't acted in a long time. Yes, he's uh, been he's been a like an acting uh, choreographer, choreographer. Or, or a stunt choreographer. Yes, yeah. uh, but he. Uh, well, no, he, fight choreographer, stunt and slash fight choreographer, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. yes, like, he, he's like the, the behind-the-scenes Jackie Chan, if you would, you know Oh, what yeah, I mean? for sure. So, and he probably definitely helped out with the fight scenes for this film. There's no yes. doubt in that. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, but he knows what looks good on camera, you know, having mm -hmm. so much experience and being able to pull from the director's side, you know what I mean? Like, that, that really helps whenever you're trying to portray something in a movie. And I'm yeah, sure this, he, he had, like, quite a hand in, in this movie as well, I'm sure. Yeah, this is his first acting role in about well not he had another one like last year but the last one he had was like oh, a decade ago uh, in 2002 so and by the way if you don't know who that is, who uh kei hu kwan is he also uh, was data on the goonies and short round in temple of doom so right yeah those but, are uh, those are those are on, on top right. of those three, you also had the famous James Hong, who played Gong Gong, and then uh, yes. and then last but not least, you had Jamie Lee Curtis as like Jamie uh, Lee Curtis, the enemy, I guess. Like I, you could just yeah. 
round her off as an enemy. But, like, it had a bunch of features of, of faces of people that you'd recognize, like Harry Shum Jr. or Janie Slate. You know, like, because I think literally both of them were on Glee, maybe? I think both of them were on Well, Glee. no, yeah, I, Jenny Slate, who I know, I know her more likely from Parks and Rec as Ben Schwartz's sister in that in that one. She was, gotcha. uh, you know, I remember her. Yeah, yeah like, I remember I'm just her trying from to that, figure out, also figure seen out. Her in other stuff, too. Oh, she was in Venom. Okay. Venom, yeah, that one. Yeah, she was in another stuff, sense. too. Uh, this, this I was, was just trying oh, to think of something, was, like, recently, you know what I mean? Har- uh, Lego Batman movie, one of your favorite uh, Batman films. She was Harley Quinn. Dude, I fucking love the Lego Batman movie, and I will hype <laughs> it up every single time somebody fucking talks about it. I literally sat on my floor. I didn't even sit on the couch. I sat on my floor because I was so transfixed with Lego Batman, like, that I didn't move. Like, my ass was what numb the f- by the time I got back up. Like, it, it was a great movie. It was so good. Like, it literally... Mona Lisa Saperstein. That's her name in Parks and Rec. I had to think of it for a second. Oh, yeah? Because, it, yeah, I watched Parks and Rec, like, three times in a row already. So, yeah. But I've I seen about half of it once. But uh, I love Parks and Rec. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, in the same way that I, that I uh, up until recently, had only seen, like, certain parts of The Office. Like, I'd seen, like, a uh, season here or there. You know what I mean? Because it's such a long-running show. You could literally, like, is. you could pick up wherever and understand, like, where, it, where it's been and where it's going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's such an easy-to-digest show. It's one of those shows that you, you can put on in the background, but you suddenly aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you're just watching the show. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Okay. That's, that's literally the best way to describe that so. yes anyways we are getting away from the topic of this but i didn't we mention give... at the beginning that we had ADD? <laughs> yeah yes we did right. uh so that's already a good disclaimer right there we should do that almost a bit <laughs> i know we, we should literally just do that at the top of the show i should just uh, add that to the to the beginning to the intro uh-huh i'll we'll we'll figure out a, a tagline and in integration maybe uh by yeah the, it's coming so, up on the it's coming up to the end of the year so like we get uh-huh. to change the art and everything again and like change it into a new direction that we both want to see you know that kind of thing i have i have an idea that i would like to do but it'll just take some time yeah. um so yeah new york times basically said this is a swirl of genre anarchy and i cannot say that any better because it's like i, I came out and i was like every it pulled it pulled in every, every direction <sighs> like i said everything but Everywhere, it worked. It worked for once. what it was. It completely worked for what it was because, like, the, the story was so complex. Just the anxiety that they gave you along with it, and you really felt it because they, it, they're mm. such relatable characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, people who throw away joy in their life, that's pretty much what this is about, you know? Like, people who throw away the joy in their life, like, without realizing what they have right in front of them. You know that, what I mean? But like, also the idea of, like, nothing matters but at the same time almost everything matters in your life every every little thing matters in your life you you branch off into little mini narratives and different Mm -hmm. fucking uh, you know multiverse the multiverse is a big topic of this but that's also a metaphor for how like our lives work and the choices we make right and how that and how you only live one life you know what i mean exactly so like and it also talks about how like existentialism and the idea of nihilism and also uh, depression, depression, and, yeah, and in just emotional trauma and and family issues and and all that stuff. It really hits on a lot of topics. Dude, that I like find. it literally covers every fucking genre. Like I don't know. I know. Like 
I laughed. I, I cried. So like I'm not kidding. I laughed. I, I cried. Laughed, I got I cried, mad at the characters. You know, exactly. I, I got mad at the characters. Like just every single feeling that you could fucking do. Like and they pulled it on every single one. And I and we went along and we but, sat there and watched the entire but thing. But the best thing about that is that the story was cohesive. It was good. It was well written enough. Despite to there be being a multiverse, you know what I mean? And there being uh, multiple versions of multiple characters, like it, it remained steady and cohesive, like you said. So mm -hmm. and it was, it was, it was, that's why it's my favorite film is because it just blends everything that I love about film and cinema into one thing. Well, and I it, like that it used like the sci-fi aspect as well, and it didn't get diluted by the story. You know what no, I mean? It didn't. Like they they really worked that in there, and they made it make sense. And I I really enjoy that, especially for people who may not know what they're getting into when they first watch the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, me, me and you had an idea of what the fuck was gonna happen because she did some fucking wanted shit. You know what I mean? Uh, the, tra the trailer almost gave only gave us so much, and then the film just <laughs> gave us everything, and that was just. <laughs> yeah yeah pretty Just much fantastic. like i don't know like i got killville slow uh, kill killville kill killville kill, kill, kill yes. killville killville small uh yeah slow mo vibes kill you know what small i mean feet because quentin tarantino's got <laughs> stop don't even talk about that dude like literally <laughs> we should just stop you, the podcast right now like oh, i know i know, I know. like stop the podcast the right now but like the fucking the salma hayek, hayek getting her feet sucked by quentin tarantino who hired himself to suck on her toes that is so disturbing to me i don't care how many times that i tell people that's so that's fucking disturbing that should be illegal there's a multiverse out there where he's actively, like, probably, like, Eating out toes? In... Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he actively is publicly, he publicly, like, tells people, yeah, I'm into that. And everybody's like, okay, cool. That's probably, like, something that's out there. By the way, one thing about this film is this film is the highest grossing film for A24 because it's, and, and it surpassed Hereditary, which came out in 20 to 18, which, of course, that was their highest grossing film at the time. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So A twenty four is hella slept on. It's hella uh -huh. slept on. You know what I mean? People people don't know a, a good studio when it slaps them right in the fucking. They face have and... some great things coming out. I've seen some <laughs> stuff from them that's not 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 the best, but like a I know lot that's good... what I was saying. Like you can't hit on every single one, but I'd say like eighty percent of what they what they shoot is what they hit. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, so like literally two out of ten are shit. And eight out of ten are like like fifty or above. You know what and I mean? I guarantee you there's stuff that you don't even know that is made by them. Like guarantee. Like I get you. Uh, here's one good one. Euphoria. Euphoria is an A24 show, and I don't think everybody knows that. I knew that. Uh, I knew that. That's why so. it was so goddamn disturbing. I tell, dude. I've I've been trying to fucking tell people. People are sleeping on shit. I hate people, <laughs> but not the listeners. Obviously, I had to they go, are I cool. had to find, find their age. Okay, so I'm gonna list off of, before we get into this is gonna be an A24 slide because Spitting Strange. We don't just talk about the film and go over our ideas. We go over everything about it. Why does this? I feel like why does this film exist? Well, we'll get into that and what is the meaning behind it. But. Backstory to A24. Here's something that we I feel like I talked about. Spring Breakers was made by A24. Yep. So that's a film that's that was one of their not good so films. Um, but that was one of their early films, actually. That was their third film they released. Wow. 
did not know that. Spectacular Now, I knew that one under the skin. Uh, let me see, let me see. Tusk <laughs> with uh, Brandon, what the fuck is his last name? Brandon Long, that's his name. Uh, Justin Long. Justin, Jesus, yeah, why, I was like, why Brandon do I keep Long. getting that mixed up? I, I've said Long. that twice. I know I've said that twice. Why do I keep saying his name is Brandon? Maybe, it, oh no, his character was named Brandon in something before. I just cannot remember. Uh, what else is there? Ex it wasn't Machina. New Girl, was it? He wasn't named Brandon in New Girl, was he? Was it? I can't remember. I don't but know. I knew, I know he was named Brandon in something. Um, Ex Machina. There you go. That's another one. Uh, Room with uh, uh, Brie Larson. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. The Witch. Uh, Green Room with uh, Anton Yelchin as one of his last uh, roles, which is fantastic. That's a good one. Uh, Lobster. Swiss Army Man, like I said before. Did you already say X? X? No, I haven't gotten to X yet, but I'm going down the list, essentially, and gotcha. picking the ones that I've seen and which ones I like. Uh, good Time. Good Time. Good, good time, time, man. Was a good bad time. time. Was it's a bad time. It was a, a bad time. time, but a good time at the same time. I think uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Lady Bird, The Lighthouse. Art. <laughs> yes, which you, you haven't seen yet still. I've seen it because it, but it's it's disturbing. You did um, say Room, right? Because that movie I did was, say Room. That movie was Disaster. really fucking good, and not a lot of people watch that fucking it's movie. It's super depressing. It's so fucking depressing. So fucking depressing. <laughs> and isn't that based off of a book, actually? Like, it's, did that? I, is that I, something I, that happened in real life that like they, they based on. that off of? Because like there, there's no way. Like even the small details of that, you know what I mean? Like it took like a really fucking creepy person. Production. Like wrote a novel on which the film is based on. Okay. Uh, the novel was published. She explained she felt sure the book could be made into a film. Which I want to know if this was based off of like the book was based off of actually something else. Right. No, I think the story was. Yeah. Room only grossed 14.68 million. It's Thanks. such well, yeah, a good we, fucking movie. Well, it's a real, it's a good film. I know that. Uh Well, The Lighthouse there. fucking only did 0.43 million. Not everybody wanted to go see a black and white film and the way it was structured and the way, the way the way they the, the, the it's a Robert Eggers film, so it's going to be very it contained with the culture that's at the time and how it, because he made the Northman. And if you haven't watched the Northman, Oh man, that's a, that's a great one. Right. Also to watch mid nineties. Uh, I'm just going down the list. High life. Yeah. Uh, the green Knight. Uh, you yes. said Tusk already, right? The farewell. Oh my God. The farewell. With, Uncut uh, gems. Lady bird. Yes. Lamb. We anyways, getting, getting, uh, yeah, we can keep going because they're, they're getting bigger. Like as we talk, like they keep like dropping big shit. Uh, now uh, and it keeps getting it keeps getting uh, bigger as they keep making more stuff. Um, but uh, let's get into the the synopsis of this film. It is broken up into three parts. If you I can't love tell movies by the with axe. What I love movies with axe. It makes it oh yeah. Th it makes this it one has to, uh, really uh, good axe structure. Yeah. Really good axe structure. Um, it makes and, sense. And, it, it, and the title literally says it all. Everything, everywhere all at once we'll start with part one which is everything and that starts out with evelyn wang which is michelle yo's character as a chinese american woman who is run runs a struggling laundromat with her husband waymond played by Ki i fucking love the name waymond may yeah. i add it is like it, i know dude like it's it's, it's, it's first character too. i know it, he's yeah. not raymond all right he's played by, waymond. Played by Kwan. 
Um, but yeah, basically their business is being audited by the IRS, which Whoa. has caused rising tensions on the eve of Chinese New Year that is happening as well. By I know, the way, right? Like that if, fucking sucks. Like if you're worried about this being like cultural purpose, which is something I'm talking about in my anthropology class at the moment, <laughs> is talking about how we're getting in a, a cultural appropriation and stuff. And I had to do like a question. I had to like give out a question for my class to be participating. And I just blended it with my with my structure, and I talked about: Do you feel mm. that we are still in the era where films still culture appropriate, or have they found better representation and and stuff like that? This one does really good on representation, dude. And I, I say I, and I say that, and I'm like, dude, this is the perfect blend between you getting a little bit of like the Chinese culture in at the same time as the American culture, because you get both. Mm -hmm. You really do. And uh, like this, it's, it, it's a sad scenario that's happening, but by the end of the movie, you see that the majority of her problems were like caused by herself. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and everything gets fixed, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Quan, Quan is, uh, I can't, I can't find much, but he is of Asian descent. Uh, and and that's Daniel Kwan, one of the directors and writers, and in part of the Daniel uh, co team. But yeah, but uh, his he, Kwan is K W A N, and uh, like you know, Wayne. It's Chinese. He's Chinese. It's Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Chinese. I had to find it, but it's Chinese. Um, but yeah, it, it does say he was born in Massachusetts, but his family descended from that. Massachusetts, baby. And, yeah. it, and, and I'm going to assume it's probably because like his family, I'm not going to say that this is true because I haven't looked it up, but his family probably immigrated and they f went to Massachusetts because it was the, I, I don't know. I would have to think about that. Um, but I, I'd have to, it's, it's something like that. I'll have to look that up because I'm not entirely sure. Anyways, you get that, like there's good culture appreciation in this film fantastic culture appreciation in this film and i like it right anyways uh furthermore her father gong gong uh played by hong uh james hong uh has just arrived from china and is living with them uh, and he doesn't speak a lot of china uh english uh, he, he barely and he's speak, also in a wheelchair yeah, he doesn't really understand no he's not in a wheel no he isn't a wheelchair for a second no, is he? Yeah, no. they no, they wheel him is into he? the place because he walks really fucking slow. And you, she freaked out oh, whenever oh, yeah, he yeah, ended yeah, yeah. up somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be. He walked down the stairs, remember, uh, to go to go ask somebody right. for help. But we'll, we'll get there. That's right. That's right. I, it, so as she sorts the receipts of the dining room table before the IRS appointment, she does not notice Wayman's attempts to serve her divorce papers. Which th this is like a whole like beginning of like a whole. There is at least five to ten subplots in this in this film because and, and they flush the, the every multiverse. one of them out they flush every one of them out and it, it, it we we i think we talk well this would be coming after we upload the bullet train episode so we talked and if you haven't listened to one of that one go listen to that one go listen to all the ones we talked about because they're all great um so, depending on which film but like if you like how we speak that's they're all great um what was I saying? Bullet Train, we talked about how the pacing in that was good, but we felt like the characters could be flushed out more. This one, perfect. It flushes out every character. It flushes it, out it, every, every character, but then again, it has less than half of the amount of characters. It has less than half, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. It has less characters to, to follow, but like more dynamic stories for them, in my opinion. Right, right. Uh, because You're the following the same person, but in multiple uh, mm -hmm. uh, universes, which is fucking nuts to think about. But every one of them is yeah. different, and they're not the same character. But we'll get there. Yeah, so... 
uh, th- there's a lot going on, right? But her daughter, that's that. This is another main character, Joy, played by uh, Stephanie uh, Sue, uh, and her girlfriend, Becky, which we do not know yet, but you can get hints already, but is not uh, known just yet, arrive. Right. Uh, as Joy is meant to help breach any language differences at the IRS meeting because her mother and father aren't the best speaking English uh, in English, right. and they still speak uh, Mandarin from time to time, especially since her father, especially since Evelyn's father is there, uh, who does not speak English at all. Right. Uh, it's either I mean, it's either Mandarin or Cantonese, one or the other. It's but... it's one or the other, but like I, f- I feel like for it 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 like flip flops, but uh, it could be like a blend too. I don't know. Um, where is it? Evelyn is still struggling to accept her daughter's lesbianism, and is reluctant to introduce Becky to Gong Gong because like there's this whole scene where he just re- re- uh, introduce her at her as her friend. Evelyn, you can tell, is very overbearing, controlling. She's anal. Of, of, Anal. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. And it, it's you learn definitely ha- from how she grew up. It it gives you hints of it and and how she grew up and all that stuff, uh, and, and how she became who she is. Um, and that's I think like a major point of this film is it gives you the f- full story of the choices that lead you to who you are as a person. Yeah. And, and yeah, not and only the you, choices, you make those but the choices every the, single day. The environment, the events. <laughs> Every moment yeah. that you're alive, and the you situations make a that you're put in too. Yeah, which and are uh, inherently those choices and no, those the situations and the environment you grow up come from the choices that you make. So you can all boil it down to that. Anyways, after he uh, comes down to the stairs to it, into the laundromat while she is dealing with a customer, Evelyn introduced Becky as Joy's quote unquote good friend, causing them to storm out. And this is like the first instance of, oh, there's some tensions and tension in the family. And that's going to yeah, be like a yeah. major plot point. That's essentially like the major plot point of this film. Nothing is sadder um, than, than so thinking that your parents also, don't fucking love you. You know what I mean? And like Evelyn is really good at putting up this persona to her daughter uh, by not accepting her. She has her, a wall. Yeah, she has a wall around her. You know what I mean? And literally this wall is not Joy's fault. It's not Wayman's fault. It's Evelyn's fault. And she's yet to realize this yet. It is. Yeah. So it, it, this this film is really good at creating character development in so, in a very in, in a very well done way, an inspirational way, as I could say as well, and, and the stuff like that. But anyways, on to the next part. So we jump to the IRS building elevator, uh, where they all are. Wayman's personality suddenly changes. Oh, by the way, we had a, we had to like jump back for a bit. Um, there are some cameras and stuff. Yeah, you, you saw him doing the stuff. kung fu yeah. shit over. I know, over, I know. Yeah. There's some there's some cameras that show off the laundromat and whatnot. And while everyone's busy and whatnot, uh, Wayman has to deal with something or, and help out a customer. And he just like for some reason his 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 body uh, like posture and the way he walks just changes immediately. He just starts doing backflips over everything, right? And all that. Uh, to get around to help out this customer, and then he just goes back to normal when El- Evelyn uh, notices. So that's like the first instance of something is not right. Right. Uh, well, not to mention on. when you looked around, everything had like googly eyes on it. But that was like... because Wayman was putting googly eyes on things. I, I know. Feel, I, I know. I, I think. No, he was. He oh, was. Yes. He was uh, doing by it the to way, bring joy to um, Evelyn's life. 
Yeah, but by the way, I will. I when I I went to the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield to uh, see the film, and they gave out this. They had like this big like poster about it and everything because the Alamo Draft House is known for their uh, big big shows for like um, indie movies and stuff like this. And this was like a really big indie films, and I still have it right here. I still have the goodie box of oh, yeah. uh, all the all the merch. So I got this little postcard and then googly eyes and a in a uh, Chinese New Year box with a bunch of other stuff. And that's what the theater gave out to us, which was really cool. Uh, oh, you blacked it out. I was wondering what was going on. Sorry. It felt like I was reading like uh, 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 those uh, the report documents for a second. <laughs> You're reading the report with, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, from the marriage story, the tall guy, Adam. Adam, yeah. Mm-hmm. The torture report. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, the called, torture but report, report. But like, it's just called the report. But the uh-huh. word torture is fucking blocked yeah, out. But you know what I was talking. That is a great film, and if you guys haven't seen that, I literally think it's an Amazon Prime original. So I think you have it to is. have Amazon Prime to uh, watch the movie. But it's actually a really good fucking movie, and I mm-hmm. sat there and watched it the whole time. And I don't it's usually about a, watch. It's about a real movies. thing that actually happened that the government actually did. And right, it's right. I'm not. Scary. I'm not one to just like <clears> sit down and just watch any old uh, like Tom Clancy shit. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just but this one, this one engages you because like, it, it's like, Ooh, that actually happened. Oh wow. But it's like even more in depth. Anyways, getting back into it. So where was I? Wayman's personality changes because it, and whatnot. And he is briefly taken over by a version of himself from the alpha verse is what he says. Upon being connected to a headset that he's wearing, Evelyn sees an overview of a, because he's like, okay, here, you need to wear this and stuff like that. And then you need to uh, like do something random. And then she does. And then she's able to see, once it's connected, she's able to see an overview of the most important moments in her life. Just in a flash it's just it, it's like it's connected a like it's co- like, it's connected like a, a million strings of lightning attached uh-huh. to you you know what i mean and, and I, like they go I, away just as fast as they appear i really like the cinematography of how they did it where it just flashes a bunch on screen because that's probably how it feels right. it, it's just it's like it's like a flashbang happening where you're just getting all this knowledge at once and right. whatnot um, her father's dis- in here. It goes over some of them. So her father's disappointment of having a daughter, meeting Waymond, her family renouncing her for marrying him, buying the laundromat, and having joy are very major plot point moments uh, that stand out. Uh, Alpha Wayman explains that every decision creates a new parallel universe and that they may be in danger. And then he gives her a list of instructions on the back of her divorce papers, uh, which we'll get to. Um, right. Sitting, she realizes that they're divorce papers at this point, and it's just. Oh yeah, she knows. Yeah. And it, and it's happening during this IRS meeting, which is just not a good time. Right. Like they really integrate a really good way of showing how real life stress works, where you. She could was be going in back and forth. Right. Like she was dissociating, you, like one hundred percent. Just yeah, like you could be in a shitty situation right now, but then you could have just more shit piled on, and that just happens. But at the same time, that really just hinders to the idea of like, I like I said, eighty. It feels like the characters kind of like Mich- Evelyn might have ADHD a little bit. I don't know, but it definitely gives that vibe. Yeah. Um, s- sitting down with IRS Inspector Deidre. Oh God. Boo <laughs> Bobeardra, Bobeardra, yeah, played by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, which, by the way, her her uh, character is scary. Just, like she's scary, scary dude. Point. Like I know, yeah. I was like, she gives me very like uh, 
goblin vibes. You know what I mean? Like I she don't plays know. Like, good IRS inspector. Like she yeah, she gives, gives me goblin like, vibes. Like I said. Uh-huh. Uh, so the Wangs are scolded about their stacks of receipts and t- uh, tax deducted that because they don't. They aren't able to like. Apparent. Everyone doesn't keep her tax like taxes in check. Like she's she, you can definitely tell when she has all the receipts laid out. She's trying to get them organized, but it's not like a good organized system. Um, she should have stayed organized the entire time. Then this wouldn't have happened. I know. In acqu- <laughs> that's kind of true. I think. In no, literally, Alpha- this all would not have happened if she would have a folder for each month and put all the receipts in there for each month. Like- so, in accordance with Alpha Wing. By the way, while this uh, this uh, conversation is going, and she's being slandered by the inspector. Back uh, and she's forth. Disso- she, she's dissociating, yeah. so she zones out, and then she zones back in. Except it's her in a different multiverse of herself. Well, we're, in the not, same- we're not just yet there yet. She's she's zoning out because she's looking for the instructions on the back, which she follows, which is to swap her shoes to the opposite feet, as she imagines herself in the janitor closet, My which bad. she wrote on there, yep. and then clicks the green button on her headset, and then immediately she is just pulled. Not like not she she seems like she's pulled into the closet where Alpha Wayman awaits further exp- explanation that she is an important woman in this universe that discovered verse jumping. And this is this we'll get into that, but she's not physically pulled there. It's like her mind was split and then one part of it was pulled there while the other part is still conscious at the IRS meeting. Uh, which we'll talk we'll get into the idea of what that means because she apparently Apparently, Evelyn in his universe, the Alpha universe, is a very important, important, important person who discovered what is called verse jumping, which allows you to jump through the known multiverse and let you pick out, I guess, different versions of yourself to help you in different situations. And while this is all, and like you said, while this is all happening, she's like disassociating between the conversation that is happening. Um, oh yeah, <coughs> here you go. Uh, before he finishes his explanation, however, evil Deirdre pulls him through the door and breaks his neck. Back in the real world, however, Deirdre agrees to allow them another chance to turn the receipts in again by 6 p.m. But fearing another attack, Evelyn, uh, disassociating and trying <laughs> to fight off evil Deirdre inside the uh, uh, janitor closet in a different dimension, punches Evelyn in her dimension in the face. <laughs> Right, like, uh, that's no good, man. Especially at the yeah. IRS office with the police officers that are there. Oh my god! And the IRS was, office she ran out. She was running away from uh, Deidre, uh, in her universe. We're gonna have to go back th- between universe. You're gonna ha- hear that a lot. But she was uh, in Evelyn's prime universe. Let's say the prime universe. Let's do with that because they don't give it an actual name. But the prime universe and the alpha universe. In the prime one, she was she was getting scared by, uh. Deirdre. Because in the, in the Alpha universe, she was getting uh, chased by evil Deirdre. Uh, and she was running away at the same... Because apparently, since your mind is connected, your physical body is still connected in some way. Uh, and it, it's just a, it's a way of learning to control. She got this new ability. You're not going to learn... And it's a very powerful ability. You're right, not gonna and you're not going to learn it the first fucking time that you use it. Like So yeah. she's she's merging realities without realizing it, you know what I mean? Which becomes a problem in a, in a little bit uh, mm-hmm. whenever she, she can't focus on where she wants to be at all times. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. So 
basically, yeah. Uh, where where are we? Uh, furthermore, she realizes that her instructions were. She was running away to the elevator, and then she punched Deidre in the face in the real world, right. and everybody saw it. And then the security guards came up and were going to take them. Furthermore, she realizes that her instructions were written on the back of the divorce papers that Wayman had already filled out. Uh, Alpha Wayman returns to the fight off the security guards to take them to the and and take them to the break room. By the way, so. We get this really cool fight where uh, Wayman comes back, Alpha Wayman comes back, he takes off his fanny pack, which, by the way, he's wearing a fanny pack, and he starts just whipping the shit out of these security guards. Oh, my God, he, yeah. What does he put – What what is in the fanny he puts, pack, he puts aqua. He puts uh, fish rocks in there. Yes, uh, he fills it with rocks. fucking fish tank, like fucking gravel. You know that shit uh-huh. that you've always just wanted to eat at the store, but, you know, it's like forbidden candy. <laughs> It looks like, like rock candy. I know. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like the bright fish, like the neon tropical fish rocks. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he fills it with those and uh, he just swings. By the way, the choreography in this film definitely has uh, inspiration from the old uh, uh, Chinese uh, films. Like It felt the, like the, I was watching Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it, it has that. It has that choreography, and it like has that floatiness for the characters. But it works with these characters, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, he takes them to the break room and hides out because he explains that uh, Evelyn and and them are being chased by Jobu Tupaki, which is a woman whose mind was overloaded and splintered after being pushed too hard by Alpha Evelyn. So essentially, her mind was it, it took too many multiverses all at once, and it just it overloaded and she's able to do a lot of shit. Now she can verse jump and manipulate her at will, but has become a being of pure chaos and evil because she probably knows something that she shouldn't know. Uh, Alpha Wayman then explains that verse jumpers can access skills, memories, and bodies of their parallel universe counterparts by performing a statistically improbable action that slingshots them toward a universe, which is what these, these, technology that they learned uses it helps like figure out what the action is that they need to do to get to the certain ability that they need so like if you need uh, a cooking skill for something like very important and it's like life or death i guess which happens in this film um and and you need some cooking skill well you'll just need to do some random like action to get to that that universe uh by jumping through different universes and that's not easy because you does you have to kind of randomly do something and that's what the machine kind of helps you i found uh, out who tell the you, fight but... coordinator was for mortal Kombat, by the way and uh oh, yeah? his name he's a guy named chan griffin and he's okay. and he was the fight coordinator for Thor, Love and Thunder, Mortal Kombat, fucking Shazam, Aquaman, Thor, Ragnarok, oh, okay. like Pirates okay. of the Caribbean, Alien Covenant. Like it's like, whoa, dude, this guy has a fucking. I just stumbled upon the uh, the holy grail of uh, fight coordinators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so sorry, yeah, sorry so for like, the derailment, but no, like, no, no, I, no, I just need, I needed it to was know. Bound to happen. I needed it's to bound know. to happen. So essentially, yeah, she's got to do a random thing to, to get to a universe. I'm being back, attacked in the stairwell by evil Deidre, who is now in the universe itself. Uh, Evelyn is able to tap into – because she's now got the, the headsets. Uh, and Evelyn is able to tap into a universe where she did not meet Waymond and instead became a kung fu master and a movie star. Uh, that was another thing. So 
Uh, Ichi is able to fight off Evil Deirdre, which, by the way, Evil in a very Deirdre, but but this this reminded me heavily of the Matrix, how they would load in those fighting programs. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. and they really gave you Matrix vibes while you were watching this movie, uh, especially oh, yeah. with the way that the camera angles were during the fights and the the fighting itself. Like, so uh, fantastic. Evil Deirdre takes uh, a first jump to a wrestler. And she is a pro wrestler and uses that against uh, a, a kung fu master Evelyn, and it's a, it's a brutal fight, but it works out in her and Evelyn's favor. She's able to fight off Evil Deidre, but then Jobu Chipaki approaches, um, and Alpha Wayman is knocked the fuck out. Uh, it is re- revealed in this instant uh, that Jobu is actually Alpha Joy uh, from the which is Evelyn's daughter. Uh, from the Alpha Universe, and oh, by the way, they're in this hallway with all the security guards basically coming after them because why not? They were doing a random fight in the IRS building, and by the and also Evil Deirdre comes back to regular Deirdre, and she has a staple uh, piece of paper in her head. She stapled and she the com- fucking like note to her forehead. I was like, Jesus Christ! Because that's the random the random action she had to do to get to get herself the pro wrestling move. I think. What uh, Evelyn did was she tried to eat some stuff. By the way, when Wayman wanted to get to Alpha Wayman, he ate chapstick, which I, I have the everything everywhere all at once themed chapstick that I got with my stuff too. Uh, so yeah, he ate chapstick. Is it Evelyn, edible? What? Is it edible? Did you try to eat it? No, why would I do that? I'm it not going to eat chapstick. You don't know that. I highly doubt that. I'm just saying, bro. You saw that. him eat it. Why don't you eat it right now for no. the listener? <laughs> no, 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 no. But maybe another time. But I don't want to get like a stomach cramps and throw up on podcast. In bro, case it's all sick. part of the experience. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Kind of like you vomiting. Uh, <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, oh, fuck. I'm it, sorry. Yeah, it would be all over my microphone. I know, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, you'd wall. fucking ruin everything. Like, uh, it would be so bad. Just the yeah. Nighthawk router. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> so um, Disgusting. Fuck, I forgot. Evelyn did some random shit, but she had a kiss. She had to say, oh, she had to mean I love you to Deirdre while she, Deirdre was trying to kill her. But she had to say it in in a actual sincere way. And if she did, and she fucked up several times, and that's how she first jumped to uh, some, not, not yet, but there was a couple places that she went to that did not help her. Uh, what the off and, the the off the rails one like where no, she not started yet. branching not, not not there yet no no we that's at that's at the bagel but like yeah, yeah 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 but there was there was one where she went to a where she her and Wayman were in the parking lot and they were talking about the divorce papers uh-huh. which was a different that was a different time but that was during the fight I remember that one right um but yeah the security guards followed them in, in the hallway and then Jobu Tupaki follows them and then that's where they learn that Jobu is Alpha Joy. And Joy literally just fucking mercs the the, the security guard. She's all a goddamn of savage. But at this point, you can't even call her Joy because it's like straight up Jobu Tupac. She's Jobu Tupac now. There's yeah. no there. She is. She's gone too far. The Alpha Joy is gone. And I love during uh, the entire movie that they called her something different. Like literally every other time, like 
Jobu Tabaki, like they called her that, like on oh, some yeah. of the ones. <laughs> t- like I know yeah, because because, because Evelyn, Evelyn did exactly. Evelyn couldn't fucking say it. It was so funny, dude. It was uh, so funny though. Like uh, so, uh, definitely. She a kills good off all the security clip. guards in many ways. One of them got killed by dancing. Another one got their head uh, blown up in the confetti. Another one got killed by double dildos. That's not a joke. It actually happens in the film. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, in, and yeah, so this film is absurd in every way possible, but the, the fights are fantastic. Uh, and by the way, the dance was a, a maraca dance, if I recall, or a, a, a salsa dance, samba dance. One of the, it's it's one of those like uh, I don't know. It would pop up on the screen for a second, and then like that's how fast uh, that the action goes in this movie is that it's just she's doing one thing, and then all of a sudden she's trying to win. You know, like in who could do the most absurd fucking thing at that second to get to the best, you know, ability because like you have to do something absurd in the in the prime it, so mm-hmm. that like the alpha like. Oh, by the way, she can just rant, but she can just change matter at will. So she gets shot, and it doesn't hurt her. Uh, and said, I think she spews something from her gun wound on the security guard and infects him. But, like, yeah, the security guards get fucked over. Uh, she can teleport. She can change her uh, appearance at will uh, not, uh, and whatnot, which definitely happens a lot. Uh, but, yeah, Jobu shows Evelyn uh, something that she wanted to show her for a while, which is the everything bagel. It's uh, everything. Which is... Yeah, and, and it says a black hole, but it kind of is. Uh, it's lit- It's the literal everything bagel that uh and the way jobu shows it that area from the beginning of soul yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um but they they put their fingers together like i i I wish i could do it on screen or say it because i don't really know how but like they it i can't you would have to watch it they did this they interlocked their hands together and then they They did this no and and no and then they pulled them apart remember yeah, they pull to, it apart to look, to look in. That's exactly yeah, what they did, in. and that's how you get to the the temple of the everything bagel, which Jobu created, in which she could potentially destroy the multiverse because uh, she creates it from her fears, hopes, dreams, her favorite things, her uh, favorite objects, things that she foods that she liked, memories that she remembered, just everything. Yeah. Literal everything, bagel. It's literally everything. It's everything she's touched, everything she's seen, everything she's felt ever. Put into yeah. one giant bagel. Yep, and uh, I love the little like monikers and, and this little songs that she she says. Yeah. Uh, for it because those are good. Um, but where are we? Yeah, she not been. Uh, Alpha Gong Gong arrives before Evelyn is sucked into the black hole. Uh, but he wants to kill. Uh, th- by the way, they're in the. They're now in a office. Um, now and. Um, Alpha Gong Gong arrives before Evelyn is sucked in the black hole. Jump and has her memory, her mind jump back to the prime universe. But uh, since he's Alpha Gong Gong, he wants to kill Evelyn. Yeah. To prevent her mind from further fracturing because he knows that she is beginning the fracture. Uh, right, because using... he's he's experienced it before, and he he doesn't yes. want to see another one of his daughters <clears throat> go like that. So yeah. Uh, Wayman and Joy return to themselves and are confused by their predicament because they see Evelyn's dad literally holding a gun. Also, he's standing out of his wheelchair and he's talking English, which he has never done. Pure, so, like, just unfiltered English. Yeah, so <laughs> it's already crazy there. Uh, and um, 
which Evelyn futilely attempts to explain. So basically, Evelyn tries to say that there's this person called Chobu, Tabasco, jo- uh, Toblerone, whatever you want to I know, say. I know. She literally called it something different every single fucking time that they said her name. Like, and and she explains that there's there's multiverse and that she's gonna try to kill and this is Alpha Gong Gong and he is he's trying to kill us now and everything and then and joy is joy is dangerous but not this joy and whatnot but yeah uh, Alpha Gong Gong tries to get Evelyn to kill Joy uh, as Joy is t- uh, t- duct taped to a chair but she refuses instead of opting to become more yeah like, she's like fuck you dude that's my daughter like what the uh, hell yeah instead she opts to become more like Jobu so that she may have enough power to defeat her. Uh, Alpha Gong Gong calls, uh, basically says no, fuck that, and calls all nearby verse jumpers to come kill Elvelin, which is a lot of people. It, it was a, a lot, lot of, people, of people, like surprisingly so. It, how mm-hmm. many fucking people showed up? Which he, he basically did it from multiverse. He's he's tapped into his other side, so he's probably conversing to them on the other side, and they're like, oh, okay, I can send. He he probably sent out a signal on that side. Everybody there can now uh, know about it. And they are all now going to go after her in this one place. Uh, but she is able to use her skills and memories from their multiverse selves to defeat them all. Which, by the way, is a lot of... It, the uh, This is like jumping over a bunch of action. Like a bunch of action. She she has like a tray that she uses from like some like sign flipping uh, uh, thing that she does. And she's able to like spin it around the room and shit like that. Like Captain America and block bullets and whatnot. Yeah, I was um, just like, God damn, she got some vibranium or some shit up in there. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it had some boomerang ass physics like on I said, that fucking thing. The, the old style, it's in, definitely inspired by like the, the physics of old style Asian films. Right. And stuff like that, which I think is a really good homage, and I love that. Um, but uh, and she tries to defeat them all, but unfortunately, Alpha Wayman is killed by Jobu in the Alphaverse before he's able to kiss Evelyn goodbye, uh, which is very sad. Right after Evelyn's mind, uh, basically, right after that, Evelyn is distraught by that, and she begins to have her mind fracture from the stress of splinting her- herself, and she she dies. She dies. She dies uh, from ha- too much uh, power, essentially. Too much everything, literally. Too much everything, like, which now, technically, her, she did not, her herself technically did die, but at the same time, it did not. Because what happens is, is now we get into part two, everywhere. Pretty uh, much, I think <laughs> what happened was an ego death, if you understand what it I mean. Is. It is a it is definitely a metaphor for ego death, which if you don't know, uh, ego is essentially the thing that causes. I wouldn't say it causes, but it inherently uh, controls impulse and and selfish and in your selfish desires and the 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 confidence you have the, that stuff. Yeah. But but if you what an ego is is basically you drop all that and you learn to be able to become become uh, content. With embarrassment and humility, and, and which right. not everybody can, because being in in humi- being humiliated publicly is like a fear for a lot of people. Like for myself, that is a big fear of mine, uh, and I feel like Jasmine, that's a big fear for you too. Uh, yeah, where, yeah. So like, that's essentially what an ego death is, is, where you just don't care about that stuff anymore. I've gotten to that kind of point where it's like not everything really matters to me. And it will like the 
I'm not affected as much by what people think of me anymore. I used to be. I really used to be insecure about that stuff. But now I'm just like, I would rather be doing my own stuff and worrying about that than rather being worried about what other people think of me. So Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good way to put that, Zach. Actually. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So uh Evelyn Mines uh so instead of Evelyn, technically she dies uh, essentially, but her mind splinters at the same time across the multiverse. And you could s- they they have this little data pad that shows how it works um and it tracks your bio uh her mind through the multiverse and you just see this red dot spread through every other dot on the on the on the chain right um and she basically you get a good shot of her like literally jumping and fusing with every single one of her other forms which is like it's like a shot of her in like fucking thirty to fifty different I shots. I think it was even more than that. You I think? think it was like over, like around a hundred because think? they definitely yeah they what it looked from what I could tell is they definitely did different a lot of different shots. Not they didn't they did I did not I I watching it twice. I focused on this scene in particular because it is very easy for something like that where they did copy shots and use them twice. Right. Um, like from what I could tell, I did it did not look like they did that, and they had different variations of her. One of them was animated. I told I could tell that. One of them was uh, a robot version of her. One was like a lizard, and it in different, very different versions. The of rocks. Chef, Kari, <laughs> the rocks. Uh, eventually, they were, yeah, essentially one of those, um, just varieties of her in different costumes and whatnot, uh, screaming into the screen. But yeah, yeah, witnesses many divar- bizarre universes. Uh, one's where she spins signs for a living. One where, one where she has hot dog fingers and is dating Deidre, <laughs> which yeah. is another weird one. One, one where, where this is my favorite. I love this uh-huh. one. One yes, where a yes. fellow teppanyaki shelf is controlled by a raccoon. Which is such a good. That and they, they call funny. it raccoonie. 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 Yeah, raccoonie. Like raccoonie. I, I fucking love that <laughs> so much. It's raccoonie. Uh-huh. Like I want to see that as a movie now. Like, that's 100%. like a, that's a good skit. That's a good skit right no, there. That's fucking hilarious. That's a like I know, I know. Like and um, they got uh, the yeah. uh, what's his name, Harry Shum Jr. Uh-huh. Like to yeah, uh, do the acting was. for he that. Was the that was, yeah, he was uh, the chef. Oh, by the way, we didn't even talk about Jenny Slate's character at the very beginning. She's this pretty. She's this prissy girl. The dog which usually. Plays. Oh my god, the dog. A, she has a Pomeranian dog, and she comes into the laundromat because that's where her laundry is, and she was and she was trying to get some of it, but then she comes back. Uh, it, uh, as, uh, as later on, version. and she is one of the people trying to kill her, and she has a. It doesn't say anything about that in here, but she has a dog. Uh, and and be, where the uh, that she comes around that the Pomeranian and she is able to kick it around <laughs> like a weapon, dude. Like if it you, was fucking nuts. If you like, are triggered by animal nine one one PETA, do not this watch scene this. Might might affect you a little bit. PETA, do um, not watch this. But like, yeah, she kicks this dog. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god, it, it it really embraces the absurdity. The dog isn't dead. No, it's definitely not no. dead. But it it definitely embraces the absurdity of it. Yeah. Um, like I said, the physics of this movie isn't all sound, but it works with what this film's about. Um, Jobu, I think it, it's something like about like maybe Jobu has a uh, a presence. If her presence creates this like physical chaos. change, yeah, chaos, physical chaos that just emanates from her, and anything yeah. else around her essentially is fucked. She's like Loki, uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so once again, uh, uh, Joby finds Evelyn and explains that she is not trying to kill her. She is definitely not trying to kill her. Instead, she created the Everything Bagel to destroy herself because she is tired of never being present in any one universe. She she merely wanted somebody to accompany, accompany her into the unknown. Essentially, she is... She's tired of being alone. Yeah, she, like... The, she, she's seen everything. Every universe, every multiverse, and, and to her, it's all the same. Everything is the same. All the choices I've made are basically the same. Nothing really matters. This is something new that I cannot explain. Would you want to come with me? Uh, which is something I feel like we can kind of connect to because there are people out there that love to explore the unknown. Science, science for example, uh, is still trying to explore space, which is a big unknown for us. And, and all that. And what is <clears throat> out there? <laughs> exactly. And oh, I dropped something on the ground. Um, but it's okay. Blue like, will eat it. No, I don't think she should eat that. <laughs> it's probably a cell phone. <laughs> you just look over and she has half of it down her throat, like with like God, a snake. No, I'm not ready to take my cat to the ER at <laughs> ten o'clock at night. I'm not doing that. My cat um, tried to throat goat my phone. Help. <laughs> no, no. I'm call I'm trying to call the ER from inside her. That's disgusting. No, wait, no. I'm trying to call the ER uh, from her stomach, which they, they Ew, dude, in. like dark night. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just ringing. <laughs> You're like, "Katie, can you hear me?" <laughs> so, everyone uh stares into the bagel. Oh, that's uh, sick. and accepts Jobu's nihilistic view that nothing really matters and i and this is really where you get in the homage of, of the depression aspect of it where like you can her you daughter's can, like, been fucking depressed you can relate but i can relate with this feeling that nothing really matters because i felt that way before in the sense that my life isn't really yeah you're just a speck of a speck of a speck of a speck in the perspective of fucking the universe you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you are nothing you are nothing ego yeah. death on all of you i am oprah you, you get look, an ego death and you get an ego death <laughs> yeah i mean like you, you once you learn that like you it, it, there's a great great song by M- uh, mgmt uh, or management if you want to call them that um, that is called uh, <laughs> no. pretend time pretend. What is time, it called? What time the, to pretend. Time to pretend, which is basically yes. all about oh yeah, the things that we essentially do on this earth in the long run don't mean shit, but you can still have fun doing it. Um, and, and yeah, I mean that's a good way of looking. I mean you eventually get to that point, but we're at the point where it doesn't mean anything. The stuff you're gonna do right now, hundreds maybe thousands of years from now, isn't gonna mean much. Um, to the people that then. So what's the point? Uh, but she begins being cruel and uncaring to the other universes, including her loved ones, disregarding her responsibilities, even stabbing women, which happened. So Evelyn is essentially becoming much more of a nihilistic person because of, of this, this truth that she has learned. And I'm using truth as a loose term right here. Right. Um, and, and all that stuff. She nearly accepts Jobu's offer to enter the bagel but stops when she hears women still fighting for... Oh, by the way, at the same time of this happening, the they go to the shot of the Chinese New Year um, party at, at, at the, of the laundromat and stuff like that. And then you also have the IRS showing up to the party and also the cops showing up 
to the to the, uh, to the party. Deidre showed up, not not the IRS, but Deidre showed up to the party uh, to serve them again. I think papers and and gonna shut down their uh, their business. Yeah. And then uh, the cop showed up because Evelyn threw a chair through the glass pane in the front of the of the store. Uh, yeah, she was having a fucking freak out, dude. Yeah, she and she was having a mental breakdown, literally. Yeah. And all that stuff. And because in her eyes, nothing really mattered at that point. But she learns that Wayman is still fighting for her because in that one universe, before she walks in the bagel, she sees that he is talking to Deidre about giving them an extension on the IRS uh, thing. They didn't have, because they had to have stuff by 6 p.m. and she was not ready. They were not ready because. She was kind of busy doing a lot of other stuff at that point. Having a meltdown uh, about her daughter being a lesbian, you know, like having a meltdown because her husband wanted to get a divorce, having a meltdown because her father, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, she's just having uh, entire... All her trauma like, was brought up in that one Every point. single thing that had ever happened to her added up to the point that she was at right there. And... Like they they much. did such a good job in bringing all of those little subplots to head at this one moment where everything just kind of snapped back together and she was back in her own universe again. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, it, it, it it's a good it's a good inclination on the idea of what feeling overloaded is because you can definitely become overloaded in your own person. Dude, this is this is like this is literally a perfect representation of anxiety. Anxiety and how much it can affect your life. Yeah. Uh, and and not only that, but like feeling just drained from life itself. And I can understand that. Sometimes you just kind of need a break from everything. And yeah. and per like for me personally, I'm decided to take a break a lot uh, from looking on social media every day. I deleted my app. My, they're still on my phone, but I deleted them from my homepage. So I can't like instinctively click on them when I open my phone. Right. I have to go look for them. Uh, and stuff like that. And it's helping. Like, it's definitely helping me get away from looking at my phone all the time. Um, but, yeah. Um, where was I? Uh, she sees that women gave them an extension on the IRS uh, stuff. They said, okay, you can have it by tomorrow. Which is very impressive. Because she thought that they were done. She thought they were going to lose their laundromat. She yeah. thought that it was it was all over then. But it's see, and even if even after Wayman gave the divorce papers and they and it was becoming settled, he still fought for her to keep everything going. Right, um, exactly. It, it's that he never stopped fucking loving her. He mm -hmm. never did, and she's the one who gave up. Mm -hmm. In know? every universe in is what every, she found out. Yeah, yeah. Every in universe, every universe, he, he still. And she hurts her. him. He defends and cleans up after her. He explains that his optimism is not naivety. Naivety? Naivety? Naivety, yeah. Naivety. Um, but rather a conscious choice of being kind. Since, in his words, that is how he fights. He doesn't fight with anger. He doesn't fight with malice or rage. He fights with kindness. And I love that kind of that thought. That right, right. He's he's the one who put the he's the one who put the googly eyes on everything mm -hmm. because he wanted to bring joy to her life. And like the whole paradox, like the how ironic it is that her daughter's name is Joy. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that yeah. right there is a whole other fact, like off to the side. You know what I mean? Like Maybe because she thought that this daughter was gonna bring joy to her life when in actuality it didn't always bring joy to her life. Um but like yeah, I mean yeah. it, 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 there's it, a symbolic it, level like as well. You know what yes, I mean? Very uh, symbolic. A lot of this film is extremely symbolic. And having I think, a healthy relationship with joy means having a healthy relationship with joy. I think this is You understand is a what good, I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the this name is also and the concept. Note. I think we talked about, we this was another thing on Nope where like it can have this film has kind of a deep meaning but it isn't overlining deep. It has symbolic symbolic imagery but like it's not hard to really understand it. It's in a way where it's really easy and, and blended well to understand on surface level. Oh no, and this is you, this is a human movie. You know what uh, I mean? This like is a very it, human movie. I know that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is like humanity at its core and what everybody's trying to achieve all in one. You know what I mean? Like and I don't know what else to they they picked the title so perfectly. They did. You know what they I mean? Like did. it's everything everywhere all at once yeah. and it all matters. And it all matters, but nothing matters at the same time. But in in the sense that nothing matters, everything matters. Right. Uh, but yeah, any in every universe, he's he's helping because he that's how he fights. He fights with kindness. Uh, and and in this moment, Evelyn resolves to fight more like him. And essentially, we get this badass fight where she is going through all the minions of Jobu Tupaki's. She's going through all their lives and helping them learn she's she's basically giving them enlightenment she's giving them like freedom over their insecurities well, that too but like she she's trying to figure out what the fu- what the fuck she did wrong you know what i oh, mean yeah. like in in her daughter's life and then realizes that she's been fucking pushing her daughter out making her like giving her the cold shoulder not being honest with her about how she's actually feeling because more than more than you realize you know you look up to your parents on mm-hmm. how to act you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and if she's stuffing this way down, you know what I mean? The love for her husband, the, the gri- the grappling with her, with her own daughter's sexuality. You know what I mean? Like if she's doing this, then she should just do it too. And it's making yeah. her fucking miserable to the point where she's thinking about ending it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like this is, joy this is film done. This is also a good metaphor. And I, I, this could also be a true warning, but it's a good metaphor for suicide. A very good metaphor for it and and how people can think about that stuff and and how we get to the point where that could be an option for us because that bagel the everything bagel isn't just the be all and man you i think you blacked out some of the stuff i was going to read but that's okay um oh oh what just happened i think you deleted it okay there you go (laughs) uh basically yeah she goes through each of the minions and gives them happiness in some point in their life and by the way all of them have really funny happiness uh, and stuff like that um by sifting through the multiverse discovering what is causing them anguish and helping them find happiness in the i guess this is called the tax universe Yes, the I tax did not universe. know that. I did not know the Prime Universe was called the Tax Universe, but Evelyn they, they just named the, it that one, like because it's the one where she's. It's getting, the one where the taxes are. are she's happening. getting IRS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Evelyn confronts Gong Gong about his lifelong disappointment in her, and finally stands up for herself and joy. Uh, finally, Evan. Re- you know, Rachel- you know, like they say that she stands up for herself, and Gong Gong was like, "I don't understand," and he was just like, "Oh, it's her girlfriend." Like, oh, they're dating. 
oh, okay. And then, like, it, Gong Gong was just, like, moved on. You remember? Like, it, it was, like, it didn't even affect Gong Gong that much. Like, maybe there was, there was like, a, a disconnect of what, what they were saying. You understand what I mean? Yeah. I, in, the, in the movie itself, like, language barrier-wise, because, you know, girlfriend could sound like friend that is a girl. Like, yeah. you understand what I mean? But, um... Yeah, sorry, sorry. But uh, and finally, Evelyn reaches Jobu and attempts to pull her back from the brink or the the donut or sh- I guess suicide if you want to call it. Um, but J- Joy cries out, asking Evelyn to just let her go, essentially, just let let her go, let She's her like, let I her do wanna, what she wants. Right, I just want to disappear. Yeah, I want to disappear. This is like all too much. Life really is a lot for me, and it's just it's way too much. Uh, and Evelyn does so for a moment. And, and by the way, this also jumps into the very surreal scene of them being rocks over a cliff edge, uh, and and not only not they're it, not it, ta- it takes would you love me as a worm to the to the fullest extent. You know what to I the mean? The full extent of would you love me as a as a rock that as cannot rock. move and cannot speak, but we can communicate through subtitle text. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, but it it's the same concept of would uh-huh. would you still love me if I was if would you still love me mm-hmm. if I did? You know what I mean? Like that kind. So of we thing. get a lot of imagery of Jobu falling into the bagel, Joy getting into a car and leaving. Uh, and and the and the rock version of herself falling off the cliff. But in that moment, also Evelyn decides, no, I'm gonna pull you back, telling her that she will always choose to be with her, regardless of everywhere else she could be. Uh, essentially, she's saying, if you're gonna do this, I'm gonna do this too. Right, if and, you... and I'm gonna be with you because you're my daughter, and I love yes. you, and I don't want to be anywhere else except for with you. Yes. Uh, while Joby initially rejects Evelyn's hand, uh, she had, she uh, then reaches at, back from inside the bagel and returns to embrace her. And you can also get the shot of them, uh, she, the, the rock uh, almost falling over. Uh, but uh, yeah, that they fixed that. I never that. thought that I'd tear up during uh, a scene with rocks. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> so it was like, it was really so did. good. Like it, uh-huh. it was so. It's like your mom loves you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, yeah. Through all the bullshit that happens and everything that goes through with you two, even if you fight, uh, all that stuff, your mom has some at least some feeling still for you in some way. And that leads us into part three, the final part, the shortest part, but the 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 culmination and the conclusion to the story as a whole, which is all at once. I don't know why it looks like that. <laughs> oh, I did that. <laughs> okay. The Joe uh, Tapaki. Yeah, back in the tax yeah. universe, the family dynamics are noticeably improved as they prepare to go back to the IRS office. <laughs> Evelyn and Wayman kiss in the lottery, show it, which is what is clearly their first romantic moment for a long while and shows that they've made up and the divorce papers seem to not be going through. Um, Deidre seems impressed at the work that they have done, uh, but explains there's still more to do as they are out, not out of the woods. Uh, by the way, they have like a folder now where she keeps all their tax receipts in a very organized way and everything. It's very nice. I like I know. It's it, very, it. It literally is just adding a bow like to the top of the movie. You it's know a I very mean? good juxtaposition from the the structure and the chaos at the very beginning to the the organized. Uh, life that they now live where they have everything kind of figured out um or working to figure it out they don't have everything figured out but they're working to figure it out exactly um and for a moment evelyn begins to drift off to check 
in on her other universe uh, selves before she is pulled back and grounds herself to her home universe, showing she still has her abilities, but she's much rather wanting to be in the universe she is now rather than drifting off to the ones that could could potentially in her mind be better because this one is the one that matters. Right. So, exactly. And, and, and that is like something that Wayman said in the middle of the movie. And he, he's just like, you know, every single other uh, version of you was so good at something and you're not good at anything. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. he, he kept saying that to her. He's just like, you're the one, you're the one version of you that is not good at anything. And that matters more than anything. Yes. Essentially. So like, it, it was just, it would, you, you think that you're not worth a shit. You know what I mean? And but in some way you still are. Exactly. And it really hones in the idea that even if you don't believe that you matter, there's somebody out there that believes that you matter. And, and not only that, but like the life sucks. You can't, you can't, you cannot tell me life sucks in some way. Everybody struggles with it in their own way, but like there is a, some meaning to it and the way and some way of enjoying it because you, if you really want to use this tagline, you only live once, uh, which I mean, like you technically do until we figure out a way where you can just jump into another body, but uh, that, that could be a that's not going to happen for right long time or if at all. Um, but yeah, uh, we can now, since that is the end, we still want to talk about like the meaning. I mean, we kind of went over it, but like, yeah, we kind of went it, over it as we went, but if you have any like parting things that you want to like state is, about the, this, the meaning of the title is literally how it, how the film is. It is the series of ultimate, I'm taking it's stuff. The, from it, the it's artist. the, it's the overwhelming feeling that you get yes, this entire movie. And like I um, said, just, it, it does an excellent job at its portrayal of anxiety and, and uh, you know, being overburdened. You know, just be overburdened by just not ever, but just by life. Right. Life, like I said, life can be hard. It is. It is not easy, and and you will always struggle in some form or way. But and that even doesn't if mean that you should ever lose joy. That doesn't mean that you should ever lose hope. You know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. it, It's just that this is a big. It's a big theme in the movie uh, mm-hmm. about where you should pull your where you think happiness is. You know, if you're always dreaming about where your happiness is going to arrive, you're never mm-hmm. going to get it because it's right where yeah. you are. You know what I mean? It's it's literally right where you are at all times. It's just a matter of perception. So I'm looking around and seeing what all the this film culminates a lot of like what i believe in in the idea that though like i said the world is going to be unforgiving at times and and your life can seem shitty right now but like i said there's people that care about you there's people that are going there's people are people aren't going to like you people are are going to love you people are going to feel indifferent about you but also you yourself are going to feel indifferent about the choices you made the regrets that you have and everything but i feel like you shouldn't let that get to you all the time um and i know that's a hard thing for some people including myself in some aspects of my life but like it's it's a learning concept life is about learning and in adapting to that what you have learned 
and you know and becoming the smartest a... the smartest people don't make their own mistakes they learn from others but you know people stumble and they fall but you have to get back up you know what i mean because there's so many good things coming and you don't know yet by the way this is also a psa against suicide so um <laughs> oh, yeah and if if you if you're feeling that way it it, it might be a cop out to say this but just like kind of seek for help or Find someone that can, that can help you in some way because, like, it's not a bad thing to ask for help from time to time. Right, right, really. and you don't even have to go. Like, people think that there's all these strings attached. Like, they aren't going to force you to get on medications. Like, if you don't want to be on them, you know what I mean. Like, not saying that medication isn't recommended because I'm not a fucking doctor. Do not take if, my word if, for that. Es- uh, essentially, what they're going to want to do is they're going to a person who really wants to help is going to work with you. They're really gonna want to. If it, that's that's the thing about this film that at the very end it shows. Evelyn was very restrictive of wanting to feel with her daughter, wanting to understand her. But now at the very end, you get that that she finally understands why her daughter feels this way, and she's like, "Okay, if you feel this way, you feel this way. But I'm gonna be here with you no matter what." And that's that's a really good thing to take away. You, it's not about pushing; it's about understanding. And right. stuff like that, and, and it's not about fixing; it's about understanding and then learning from there. Because you, it's a two-way street on that. Um, oh man, what else is there? Like, I really think we covered everything. There's a lot, and and you could watch this movie several times and still just take away something different from it. Um, and I, I, I think it's a great film. Just to, I think it has a lot of good rewatchability and i think it's also a really good uh in in intuitive look into just life itself because one and you talked about how this film uh feels real how the dialogue feels real how the actions of the characters feel real and one thing that this film does really well that i've seen done before is the the way people speak people don't speak structured they speak kind of overlapped on each other if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like prompt and prompt, prompt and prompt. Like there, there's prompt halfway through that prompt, somebody cuts you off, prompt. Yeah. Halfway through that, somebody cuts you off, prompt. You don't get to finish this sentence, but the rest of it's implied. You know what I mean? Kind of deal uh, yeah. when it comes to actual human speaking. So yeah, it's it's not like a it's not like a a, a CW show where everybody is their dialogue is kind of overexemplified. Not saying that every CW show is like that, but mm. the, the, you have that <laughs> it does have that tone to it for most of them. You know, I love Supernatural, but it does have its moments. It does. It definitely does. Over sixteen seasons, of course, it's going to have their moments and changes um, of fucking like that. That show survived like back when it was just WB eleven. You remember when it was mm-hmm. just WB? Like, yeah. Before they turned to CW, like that was just mm-hmm. fucking crazy. But. I think that is going to cover it. Literally, if you want to go see this film, you can. I think it, it you you probably have to rent it now. I don't think it's streaming in it yet. It's still it's rentability, but it's not like full price renting, which is really good. Yeah. Um I think this is it's definitely my favorite film. If you, if you're if anybody wants a little trivia on me, that's this is my favorite film. If and anything gonna... if anything give it give it a chance. It literally give it a. Ch- I know there's a lot of complex uh, ideas to it, but once you get past like 
the complexity of it and you actually kind of understand it, it's really easy to get the rest of the film. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not a hard concept. It's just very absurd in the way of telling it and very, and very metaphorical. And I, but I think that's, it's done really well. And I don't feel like I'm going to see another film like this for quite a while. Absolutely quite a while. Maybe not at all, but yeah, no, it, it's something that you just got to see for yourself. Um, and I think that is it on this one. Thank you for listening and, yes, r- and letting us ramble so on this. Because, like, for so listening. much for listening. Even though Zach did the majority time. of the talking the entire time. Like, I've, I, I've wanted to talk about this film for a long time. But I know, I, like I just, I ho- said, I just we, hope when that, I told- my, that my quips were at least a little helpful. Oh, they were. I think we both put in good structure for it. I just like it. Like I said, favorite film, and I don't. I don't think I'll see something like this again. Daniels are geniuses. Got to give it to them. They are absolute geniuses in the craft. So, um, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I think the next time you might hear us, we will be doing a trash not a trash talk spilling spoilers i'm not sure we did like four in these succession yeah i don't know i think segmented. the next time that you guys uh hear from us i think we are skipping the weekend episode so you will hear from us next wednesday oh yeah by the okay. time that this one comes anyways, out yeah so uh based on the schedule anyway <laughs> anyways uh see you then see you then uh, guys thanks thank again It seems as if you have done it. Done what you ask? Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.